Hello, Cryptonauts. Today we are reporting for November 2nd, 2020. On today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, we're going to talk about the top 10 daily stats as well as your crypto news of the day. I am your host, Blockchain John. Alright Cryptonauts, first reminder, we do have a Discord channel available for cryptocurrency chat in which I will leave a link in the description below. If you're interested in collaborating on my podcast or interested in being a sponsor, you can reach out to me through the Discord app or through the Anchor app. With that said, let's get started with your top 10 daily stats, starting off with Bitcoin settling at $15,369.93 with a 1.1% loss. Second place, Ethereum settling at $446.59 with a 1.9% loss. Third place, USDT Tether settling at 99 cents with a 0.2% gain. Fourth place, XRP Ripple settling at 25 cents with a 0.7% loss. And fifth place, we have Chainlink settling at $12.73 with a 1.1% gain. And in sixth place, we have Bitcoin Cash settling at $264.66 with a 1.4% loss. Seventh place, Binance Coin settling at $28.04 with a 2.7% loss. 8th place, Polkadot settling at $4.37 with a 1.2% loss. 9th place, Litecoin settling at $59.11 with a 3.1% loss. 10th place, Cardano settling at $0.10 with a 0.3% gain. Alright, Cryptonauts, that is your top 10 daily stats for today. Your overall total market cap is at $450.1 billion, down by 0.7%. Alright, let's get started with your crypto news of the day. Alright, Cryptonauts, next reminder, we are using Decrypt.co to get our daily news as well as CoinGecko.com to get our daily stats. Make sure you collect your daily candies like I'm about to do right now. There you go. Alright, first news coming in from Matt Husey. Bitcoin and Ethereum rises and falls as US elections looms. What a difference a birthday makes. On Friday, the crypto markets were, for the most part, all up. Bitcoin had been marching towards $14,000 and other projects were riding a similar wave. On Saturday, while Bitcoin's white paper was blowing uh, blowing out of the candles on, the, on its 12th birthday, Bitcoin did reach the $14,000 mark, topping $14,028, pushing the total market cap of all cryptocurrencies north of $400 billion. But, come Sunday, things changed. Bitcoin dropped 2.6% in 10 minutes according to data provided by AAX, the world's first digital asset exchange powered by the London Stock Exchange. And this morning, Ethereum followed with a 4.3% drop of its own. Other projects went red too. XRP, Litecoin, Bitcoin Cash, and EOS all took a sub-2% hit, while Monero continues its weekly slide down 10% over 7 days with a 3.11% loss. Ouch. Okay, next news. Written by Scott Chaplina. Australia taps Ethereum for digital dollar project. The Reserve Bank of Australia, the country's central bank, is exploring the use of central bank digital currencies, a digital form of fiat currency issued by the state. The central bank is partnering with Commonwealth Bank, National Australia Bank, and Perpetual and Consensus Software for the project. Central bank digital currencies has been dominating headlines recently. The European Union is asking the public about a decentralized digital euro. China recently issued 10 million worth of digital yuan to its citizens, and Jerome Powell has discussed US legal digital currency strategies at the IMF. Now, Australia doesn't want to be left behind. 
With this project, we are aiming to explore the implications of a CBDC for efficiency, risk management, and innovation in whole, wholesale market transactions, said Mich uh, was it Michelle? Michelle Bullock, Assistant Governor at the Reserve Bank of Australia, in a prepared statement. The current project is set to complete at the end of this year, with the main findings being published in the first half of 2021. The project will involve developing a proof of concept for a tokenized form of a CBDC. In other words, it will be a digital representation of a real tradable asset. It's envisioned that the CBDC token can be used for funding, settlements, and repayments of token loans on an unnamed Ethereum-based platform. Despite this development, Australia is yet to commit to a CBDC in the future. While this case for the use of CBDCs in the markets remains an open question, we are pleased to be collaborating with an industry partner, partners to explore if there is a future role for a wholesale CBDC in the Australian payment system, Bullock added. And if China has anything to go by, the answer is yes. Okay, next news written by Scott Chaplina. Use of China's digital yuan nears $300 million. More than 2 billion digital yuan have been spent in approximately 4 million separate transactions according to, to Yi, Yi Gang, the governor of People's Bank of China, PBOC. This is equivalent to just under $300 million. China's digital yuan is one of the world's most advanced digital currencies. As early as 2014, China began working on a central bank digital currency when Xiaoshuang Zhu, the governor, the governor of PBOC, established a digital currency research institute. Fast forward to this year, and China has even incorporated the public digital in a digital currency experiment, issuing 10 million worth of digital yuan to Shenzhen citizens. Now these in initiatives are showing results. Yi reportedly said that the 2 billion yuan had been spent in pilot initiatives taking place across four different Chinese cities via 12,000 payment scenarios. China's central bank digital currency follows a two-tier system where the PBOC's China central banks issued the digital yuan itself, but private companies and commercial banks distribute the, cur the currency to customers. For a long time, I see that we would have cash and digital currencies coexist in the future, Yi said in, in a recent conference. <clears throat> While China seems to be ahead of the curve of the digital currency field, there is still much more to be much more work to be done. During Hong Kong's FinTech Week conference, where Yi was speaking, he said that the that there remains a need for a fairly complicated and fairly complete legal framework to be created. But with the digital currency in full swing, the framework can't be far away. Next news, written by Adriana Hatcher, PewDiePie pushes a video game that gives out crypto. PewDiePie, the world-famous gamer and YouTube sensation, is promoting a novel Pokemon-style game called Wallum and selling his own PewDiePie skin as a non-fungible token, NFT. NFTs and blockchain-based virtual worlds are having a moment. In just the past week, almost $1.5 million has been spent on NFT sales alone. In May, Lee, what is it, Lee, Lee at, Altier, Altier, Liatlier, a research company that part that's part of the French international banking group BNP Paribas identified a $100 billion market cap of gaming platforms such as Fortnite and Minecraft and virtual worlds such as Decentraland. And now even mainstream YouTubers are jumping on the bandwagon. PewDiePie unveiled the blockchain-based treasure hunt game to his million-plus subscribers on Friday. Wallum uses a 3D map and augmented reality technology to place virtual objects in, real, in the real world. It features a cryptocurrency wallet and allows its users to find and collect Bitcoin, Ethereum, and other cryptocurrencies which can be transferred to external wallets and then sold on the exchange. <clears throat> 
You can walk around outside and get tokens based on where you live. They will spawn around you nearby, explained PewDiePie in the video. Wallum, which is available on iOS and Android, rewards players with an Ethereum-based ERC20 token called uh, Pteria, PTE, and features special events with prizes and prizes from major brands including Armani and Malta. Mota. Okay, next news. R Whoa, Jesus. Almost dropped that. Next news, written by Mina Blockchain. Voting for elections with more snark. Let's move this over here. Take a sip. Alright, next news, written by Jeff Benson. Uh, Mina Blockchain voting for elections with more snark. Depending on whom you ask, a blockchain-based voting is either the best idea or the worst idea ever. <clears throat> On one hand, there's a promise of tamper-proof voting. Your vote will be count will count because it can't be deleted. On the other hand, it's not very private and may introduce new vulnerabilities to an already vulnerable electoral infrastructure. Mina, a lightweight blockchain built by uh, O1 Labs, has suggested a possible workaround ZK Snarks, a cryptographic proof employed by the private blockchain Zcash, as well as Mina's forthcoming mainnet. Basically, ZK Snarks allows people's slash machines to verify that a transaction is correct without giving much in the way of further details, such as who made the transaction. That's theoretic theoretically perfect for when you want to tally votes, but don't want to divulge who voted for whom. Unencumbered by the extra, 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 extra data that lives on some of the other blockchains, Mina formerly Coda. Ah, okay, thank you. Mina formerly Coda weighs in at just 22 kilobits, uh, which allows users for the blockchain to run it from their mobile phones without losing any speed. But it's more Ethereum than Bitcoin, meaning it wants people to build on the platform it created. Instead, it, instead of decentralized applications, developers can create Snarks-powered applications (SNAPs), which, in some data, lives off-chain to maintain privacy and speed. The Mina homepage suggests pos possible use cases, including proof of credit score for borrowers, proof of identity, and proof of Coinbase balance, and voting for organizations. Awesome. Okay, next news. Written by Scott Cipollino. <clears throat> Exploit sinks Axion tokens price 99% on its first day. Kaboom! Hey, I wish I had a little like, a sound, sound effect gadget. You know, kaboom! I just want to make the explosion sound. Kaboom. A suspected ex exploit has caused the Axion Network AXN token price to crash by 99% just hours after the token went live. At the time of writing, 79 billion AXN has been unexpectedly minted and sold. The Axion Network AXN token went live in early hours on November 2nd, 2020, before the price crashed hours later. The Axion team have said they may this may be due to an exploit. Maybe. <laughs> I think so, yeah. There seems to have been a <laughs> there seems to have been a mining exploit in the contract with regards to staking, said the Axiom Network Network's COO in an official Telegram's channel, adding that five hundred thousand dollars has been stolen. In the interim, in the interim, the Axiom uh, net Network team is advising users to steer clear. Do not buy AXN right now. Do not interact with the dashboard. The spokesperson added, according to CoinGecko, the AXN price fell instantly from uh, point. 
0.000015 of a cent. A 99% decrease. Holy moly. As a result of the news, some Axion holders are criticizing the Axion network for failing to warn users clearly. I'm being told I've lost all my tokens. This is not fair, one user said in an official Axion Telegram channel. The Axion network calls itself a high-interest investment platform. It encourages users to lock their tokens up and claims they will be able to enjoy life living off interest. However, <laughs> however, this isn't the only red flag. Ouch. It's just... Is, it, is there more red flags? What's going on? The Axiom token airdrop was initially made to HEX holders at a 1 to 1 ratio. Having close ties to the HEX projects is a worrying sign. HEX adverts have often used the spurious phase HEX is designed to increase its value faster than any anything else in history, critics claim. There are major warning signs including that it is not known where the user funds go. Further, Andreas Antonopoulos, an influential crypto commentator with 519,000 Twitter followers, has claimed he was offered 10 Bitcoin for an interview with the objectives to show that the hex was not a scam. He said he was asked not to disclose the financial incentives. Ha! Just, let's just leave it at that. Um, Andreas Antonopoulos is a very smart guy, and I know he would not take those 10 Bitcoin. Even though that's a lot of money, he would not take it. Next news written by Tim Copeland. Can the Raspberry Pi 400 run a full Bitcoin node? What? Raspberry Pi launched its latest mini computer, the Raspberry Pi 400 today, modeled after the BBC Micros and ZX Spectrums of old. It crams the whole computer into a keyboard, providing a $70 plug-and-play solution for fans of the credit card-sized computer. All you need to do is plug in a mouse and monitor and you're up and running. Awesome. The Raspberry Pi 400 is effectively a Raspberry Pi 4 built into a Raspberry Pi's branded keyboard itself. It's a very nice piece of kit. For your $70, you get a quad-core 1.8GHz 64-bit processor, 4GB of RAM, wireless networking, Bluetooth 5.0, two micro HDMI ports supporting 4K video playback, and a 40-pin GPIO header. Using Raspberry Pi as a full Bitcoin node, Raspberry Pis can be used for just about anything ranging from tracking aircraft to carrying out face recognition. One common use is to run a full Bitcoin node using a small computer to download a copy of the blockchain. Check that transaction. Uh, check that transactions are being made correctly and help make the network more decentralized. Last year, Decrypt turned a Raspberry Pi 3 into a Bitcoin Lightning node. It was fairly challenging and having to control the device remotely via another computer wasn't unfamiliar experience. However, the Raspberry Pi 400's inbuilt keyboard might make it an easier process, so we asked the experts whether it's possible to run a full Bitcoin node on the Raspberry Pi 400. Quote, to be sure, I would need to test with the hardware, but basically, to run Raspberry Blitz on the 400 should work with an external SSD needed, of course, Christian Rotzel, developer of Ras Raspberry Blitz, told you Decrypt. <clears throat> okay, so let's scroll on down. Let's see. Can you or can't you? He suggests, however, there are a few advantages to using Raspberry Pi 400 to run a full Bitcoin node. He said that users might gain some operational security or OPSEX uh, by using the keyboard instead of running the Pi remotely via a second laptop. But even if a user was that paranoid, then they probably want, wouldn't want to use a Raspberry Pi at all because it's not 100% open hardware. This means that the design of some of the parts are not made available to the public for analysis. Interesting. 
Next news written by Robert Stevens. Lightning Labs brings DeFi to Bitcoin with Lightning Pool. Lightning Labs, a software development firm for the Bitcoin Lightning Network, a system of channels that allows people to send Bitcoin quickly and cheaply today, announced a way to trade funds locked up in the network. Lightning nodes, computers that are coordinated how to process Bitcoin transactions on the Lightning Network, don't have access to the information that helps them determine how those funds how to fund those transactions and other node operators don't have a way to to notify nodes that they need liquidity to solve the problem lightning labs today came out with a lightning pool a marketplace where node operators can buy the liquidity they need to run the network this helps everything run smoothly but it also creates a new way of making money on the lightning network nodes that usually send liquidity can use lightning pools auction functions to work out where to send liquidity to parts of the networks under stress and earn money for money for doing so. Nodes that are set up to retrieve liquidity can use pools auctions to work out their best channels to buy from. That's pretty cool. How do you get into this? Uh, business or nodes up. Okay, scrolling on down. Now, now let's come to Lightning Network on LiFi. Oh, pools. Pool sellers can earn yield on real Bitcoins without trusting a third party or losing custodial of their funds. This yield is earned from buyers on pool willing to pay a premium for access to the new capital of the Lightning without counterparty risk. Okay. Okay, LiFi. It's call. It's calling it LiFi because the whole thing is non-custodial because it sounds like DeFi. Okay. All right. Anyways, next news. Next news ran by Adriana Matcher. 29 projects integrated with Chainlink last month. Wow. Chainlink is on a tear. The decentralized Oracle provider has now been integrated with 29 projects in October alone. According to a tweet by unofficial project advocate, the Link Marines, Chainlink's decentralized Oracle securely connects blockchains to real-world data. They are fast becoming an ubiquitous part of the cryptocurrency ecosystem with a total of 315 projects integrations to date, including 74 blockchains, 98 decentralized finances projects, 23 data providers, and 44 nodes. Every integration has further bolstered Chainlink's marketplace market cap, with uh, which has a growth of $101 million to four. Oh, what is that? $4,275 million in two short years. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've never heard that before. Okay. Anyways, <clears throat> Chainlink's 315 integration. Uh, Agoric, Agoric, a decentralized platform for developing, developing smart contracts with JavaScript, is one of Chainlink's most recent integrations. The project announced that using Chainlink would allow it to develop new products quicker without creating customer data feeds, thus enabling developers to develop effective to develop two more effectively pull together DeFi apps. Quote, we've arrived at economics. That makes sense. It costs less for a user to use one of our Oracle networks with 7 to 21 nodes than it does for them to broadcast from one node. Chainlink co-founder Sergey Nazarov told Decrypt earlier this year. Other popular DeFi protocols like its synthetic asset marketplace Synthetics and token exchange platform Kyber Network have also integrated with Chainlink. Okay, next news written by Scott Chaplina. <clears throat> MicroStrategy now owns half of a billion dollars worth of Bitcoin. What? Business intelligence firm MicroStrategy now owns over half a billion dollars worth of Bitcoin, having seen a surge in the price of Bitcoin over the last few months. After investing a total of $425 million in Bitcoin in August and September, the company's Bitcoin holdings are now worth $517 million, up 21%. 
MicroStrategy's CEO Michael Saylor is incredibly bullish on Bitcoin these days, describing the, f- the famed cryptocurrency as digital gold. Saylor's outlook, however, has not always been so optimistic. How did MicroStrategy arrive at, at Bitcoin? In 2013, Saylor tweeted that Bitcoin's days were numbered and that it seems just like a matter of time before it suffers the same fate as online gambling. Fast forward to 2020 and firm's Bitcoin journey began with a $183 million investment in the cryptocurrency on August 8, on August 11th. Just over one month later, MicroStrategy announced an additional investment of $183 million in Bitcoin, bringing the company's grand Bitcoin total to $38,250 at an aggregate purchase of $425 million. Wow. Okay, next news. Written by Robert Stevens, Justin Sun, the super-friendly save Tron from Mysterious Hack. What? The Tron blockchain today announced uh, paused for two hours this morning after a mysterious attack, but everything is back to normal, confirmed Tron CEO Justin Sun. Sun laid out the matter in a series of tweets today. He said that while the blockchain was upgrading to version 4.1, the mainnet was attacked by a malicious contract. The attacker, said Sun, initiated malicious transactions, causing the the super representative to suspend the production of blocks. Super representatives are the administrators of the Tron blockchain. They control the production of new blocks. These super representatives are elected by token holders. Several are Sun-owned companies, Sun himself, and friends of Sun. The attacker wants to profit from the suspension of blocks production, Sun said, without expanding on how or why. But the hashtag Tron community responded immediately, locating the problem and fixing it immediately, and working with super representatives to upgrade the nodes. He said, things are back to normal within about three and a half hours. Wow, that's awesome. That's a pretty cool community then. Next news, written by Alexander Behrens, Ethereum DEX volumes in October were worse than you might think. What? Decentralized exchanges may be falling out of fashion as quickly as they were adopted, with October seeing major drops in volume across the board. Is DeFi starting to lose its shine? Decentralized exchange volume was down by more than 26% in October compared to the previous months, processing about $19.3 billion in all, according to blockchain data providers doing analytics. But that doesn't quite tell the full story, and the drop in volumes across the Ethereum-based DEXs would have been much more pronounced if not for the anomalous spike on October 26, accounting for unusual volume related to the Harvest Finance hack the total nearly $5 billion across Uniswap and Curve. The decline in volume was far more significant, down 45% in October compared to the previous months. Wow. Next news. Written by Jose Antonio Lance, another Bitcoin firm turns its back on Venezuela. Bitcoin is often thought to be the borderless and censor-resistant, but the same doesn't necessarily apply to the companies that provide Bitcoin services, and this is becoming increasingly evident in the embattled South American nation of Venezuela. A growing number of cryptocurrency service providers are choosing to no longer operate in Venezuela, some of which explicitly citing the economic sanctions imposed by the U.S. governments. The latest project to join the list of businesses leaving Venezuela is Zappo, one of the world's most popular Bitcoin wallets and cold source service providers. Last week, Zappo users in Venezuela began receiving emails from the company 
informing them about its decision to shut down support for users inside the country, urging these users to withdraw their funds within the next two months. Quote, we're making some significant changes to how Zappo works. The email began, we'll soon be launching a regulated digital banking platform, meaning that we're replacing our existing product. Unfortunately, we can no longer service your country with this transition. Wow. That's all bad. Wow. 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 That's really bad news. Next news written by Jeff Benson. No truth through rumors of crypto executives arrest who Obi. Huobi, a global exchange with monthly trading volumes above $170 billion, has denied rumors that the senior executive has been arrested. All of Huobi's management team's members have been accounted for and have not been detained or arrested. A tweet from the Huobi Global account reads, We understand that the spread of false information can lead to concerns about the safety of user assets, but please rest assured that your assets are safe. Earlier in the day, rumors uh, Circulated in social media that COO Robin Zhu and Huobi Global Limited, based in Singapore, had been arrested by authorities. Huobi's assurances haven't stopped users from withdrawing funds, lest they find themselves in the same boat as users of OKX's. The founder of that exchange, Zhu Mingxing, was detained by policy, by policy, by policy or by police, was detained by policy in mid-October. The exchange has halted withdrawals since October 16th, with no word on on when they will be lifted. In fact, several hours before it directed, directly addressed rumors of an arrest, Huobi tweeted that it uses a multi-signature process for withdrawals so that users don't have to rely on a single key holder. Last week, OKX re- replied to speculations that it uses a single signature Bitcoin wallet. Though it claimed that it does not, it's halting the withdrawals aligns with the detention of Shu. Alright, alright, alright. That's another sounds like just bad news. Bad news today, man. Next news written by Robert Stevens. Crypto browser Brave hits 20 million monthly users. Awesome. Good news. I love Brave. And in fact I'm using Brave right now as as my web browser. I've used it all the time and it's one of my referrals that that I highly recommend. So I, if you're looking to get into a new browser, I highly recommend Brave because you earn bat tokens right basic attention tokens for free just for using the browser itself so check them out use my referral link all right so where are we at uh, robert stevens crypto browser brave hits 20 million monthly users crypto friendly privacy browser brave today announced that it has passed 20 million monthly u- active users and 70 million daily active users that's a 2.3 times increase from the last time uh, from this time last year, when it reported 8.7 million monthly active users and 3 million daily active users. Brave is a Chromium-based browser with crypto backed in. Instead of lining Google's pockets, Brave pays you in bad. It's ERC-20-based cryptocurrency token when you watch web advertisements. Brave pitches itself as a subversion of surveillance capitalism, which refers to the sale of personal data to third-party brokers. Instead of being a slave to Google, you're a... You're a kind of freedom-fighting mercenary. Decrypt gave it a glowing review. We call it a no-brainer for current Chrome users. Brave, though, has disappointed its users several times on the long road to monetization. It redirected those searching for crypto exchanges to affiliated links and at one point set up donation funds to influencers without telling them. 
politics and corporate spats aside, Brave's idea is clearly catching on and the company is beating its own high score almost every month. It claims that the average click-through rate for a Brave ad campaign is 9%, far above the industry average of 2%, and that users have watched over $2 billion, $2 billion ads each month. Wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. I better put my, my ads on Brave. Check out Cryptocurrency Chat on Anchor.com. All right. Anyways, next news read by Jeff Benson. SEC makes it easier for a crypto startup to raise funds. The U.S. Security Exchange Commission today raised its limited on limits on regulation crowdfunding offering from $1.07 million to $5 million as part of a package of amendments to its exemption offering framework. The move should provide cryptocurrency startups with more legal pathways to funding beyond venture capital. Regulations crowdfunding is a way for companies to get a securities offering off the ground without registering it with the SEC. Startups can merely ask non-accredited investors, i.e. normal people instead of rich people, for smaller investments. According to the SEC, anyone can invest in a securities-based crowdfunding offering, though they are limited to a certain amount based on their annual income and net worth. With the amendments voted in today, accredited investors no longer have any limits where non-accredited investors can use either their annual income or net worth to calculate investment limits, thereby increasing the amounts they can invest in a 12-month period. That, that can have an effect on how cryptocurrency companies, some of which have drawn the IRA of the agency for a massive token sale, uh, pursue funding strategies. Okay, next news written by Nick Della Cava Nick Della Cava Nick Della Cava Nick Della Cava Ubisoft back blockchain RPG lets players fork the game Nine Chronicles a blockchain driven decentralized role playing game backed by Ubisoft announced its early release on the main net last week the game one of the one of one of the first of its kind is the brainchild of a soul-based company, Planetarium. Nine Chronicles is what's called an MMORPG or a massive multiplayer online role-playing game. It's a tank of, of an acronym, but in layman's terms, it means choose your own adventure with a touch of fantasy. Though Nine Chronicles, Planetarium hopes to, to sow the seeds for the new landscapers of users-driven uh, gaming communities. A lot of people have been frustrated because these virtual worlds were created by corporations. Says Kinjun Seo, a, a founder of Planetarium, it created to serve them and to create as much profit as possible. That's not bad on its own, Seo clarified, but when you have tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people, it is possible to self-organize and to mod their, their software and to build something that the community believes in, he said, referring to the concept of modifying and an elaborate copy-paste that allows users to edit games to their liking without having to rebuild the software from the top, from the bottom up. Awesome. I like that. I want to check that out. Nine Chronicles, the first chapter. Awesome. Next, news. Written by Jeff Benson. Why prediction markets and polls diverge on Trump's election odds? According to, according to The Economist, elections forecast and model President Trump has just a 4% chance of being re-elected, but on the Ethereum-based prediction platform's poly market, it'll cost you $0.38 cents to, to bet on him. According to a 
50% probability versus a 62% for Joe Biden. What gives? Betting markets, decentralized or otherwise, have consistently given Donald Trump better odds than polls, let alone forecasting models that also take into account the economic, historical, and demographic context of the 2020 elections. Ohio State polit political science professor Thomas Wood, writing in the run-up to the 2016 general elections, argued that the prediction markets rarely deliver. He pointed to the GOP primary that year when bettors took a long time to cotton on to the fact that Trump could win, switching from Jeb Bush to Macro Rubio, even when Trump had long been ahead in polls. Of course, the residue from the year's general elections polling seemed to be what's keeping Trump's price perhaps artificially high. The standard refrain is Hillary Clinton was up the polls just like Joe Biden is and looks what happens. However, according to the poll, poll aggregator, 5 538 Clinton had about 4% national leads come election day. Biden's polling lead is currently 8.4%. Clinton, Clinton, Clinton was Clinton's lead was vulnerable to normal margins of error. I'm done with this. I'm so done with it. I, done. It, it keeps going and going and going. I, a bunch of numbers. There's like an infinite amount of numbers and percentages. I don't want to read all of it. I'm done with it. We're done, Kryptonauts. That's our last news of the day. Until tomorrow. I'm just ending this on a frustrated note. Oh. With that said, Kryptonauts, I'll catch you all next time. Adios.